This is D2C Journey. We talk to innovative e-commerce leaders driving the growth of exceptional D2C brands. We dive deep into their stories to bring you powerful perspectives and actionable insights so you can build a more successful e-commerce business. Keep up with us at d2cjourney.com. Let's get started. This podcast is sponsored by Reviews.io. Reviews.io have created a platform that helps businesses gain insight, build trust, and manage their reputation through the power of review collection and management. Reviews and user-generated content needn't be costly or difficult to manage, which is why Reviews.io created the most feature-rich and cost-effective Google-licensed review platform on the market. Reviews.io makes it simple for customers to review the product and the company, whilst giving you all of the benefits of review collection, including Google Stars, seller ratings, improved customer trust, more website traffic, and higher conversion rates. Find out more about what reviews can do for your business at www.reviews.io. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, James Lane, and my guest today is Natalie Tobias, Head of E-Commerce Operations at Hoodrich UK. Hoodrich came up from humble beginnings as a bedroom brand, started by their founder, Jay Williams, with just £200 to make his first tease back in 2014. Fast forward to today, and they have seen immense international growth due to their D2C presence and their partnerships with global giants JD Sports and Foot Asylum. Natalie joined the brand in 2021 in the middle of the pandemic and has witnessed this incredible expansion and been an instrumental part of their e-commerce strategy. She leads a team who carefully work to optimize and grow their online presence, both in the UK and internationally. Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you, James. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. So first question that we start off with everyone is how would you describe where you are on your D2C journey right now? A great kickoff question. Thank you, James. Well, Hoodrich is at a T-junction, I think, at this moment in time in our D2C journey. We've come from what can only be described as an incredible and hugely accelerated growth due to our original presence in the UK and together with our expansion with our global retail partners, as you mentioned, JD Sports and Foot Asylum. And what we did is we used this exposure together with the trends that the pandemic organically assisted us with. And we watched our website achieve like 234% net sales growth from our 2020 revenue up to our year end 2022 revenue. And this has meant we've just had to work really fast, really hard to accommodate that growth very quickly. We've had to kind of take those growing pains and let the bones within our business grow really rapidly. And anyone who knows e-commerce well will understand what comes with a startup that finds accelerated growth on that level. It's great, but it's also fast and it's wild. So we've had to expand on all departments across two offices. We have one in London, one in Birmingham, and that's been exciting, but it's also challenging at times. We have a really strong family type ethic at Hoodrich and an array of excellent teams that have had to maneuver that growth. And so that's really been a big part of our 2023 journey so far, just huge internal expansion. So yeah, that part has been enormous, but the T-junction we find ourselves at is extremely interesting. We've been beyond grateful for the growth we've seen organically, but internally now is the time we've sort of chosen to step back, we've evaluated, delved deeper, creating fresh designs that tap into our DNA, using our roots in streetwear 
and bringing out exclusive ranges that sort of stand us apart from our retail partners. And that's been a decisive turn at this T-junction to do things differently from this quarter onwards. So I guess we find ourselves now building towards a new paradigm of streetwear that we feel will strengthen our D2C offering in ways not seen before and just sets us really firmly apart. And this is something entirely new, something different. And our brand marketing director, Matt Morton, often says to us, what got us here won't get us there. And we really believe in that. So diversify, create, lead the way forward with newness is where we find ourselves today. Mm-hmm. That's a great mindset. And obviously, the, the world of e-commerce and the landscape has changed significantly, especially during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, could you talk a little bit more about how you at Hoodrich um, adapted to this changing environment and what strategies you implemented to stay relevant and successful? Yeah, absolutely. We, much like a lot of e-commerce brands, we saw great growth from the pandemic. You know, suddenly everyone wanted tracksuits, comfy fits, street style. And Hoodrich stepped into that demand and provided a market offering that fit with the street culture in the UK today. Our marketing department worked really extremely hard to create campaigns that tap into this market and that understand who our core customers are and why they choose us and above all other brands. And so we've conducted regular research into those types of demographics that we design into. And this has seen us deliver meaningful, impactful campaigns that speak directly to our customers. One of the key things we did towards the end of the pandemic was to introduce women's wear to the brand, something that we've been keen to do for some time. And with the impact of the lockdowns, we knew that there was a vast scene out there where women were just buying and wearing men's tracksuits and hoodies. We had an enormous amount of social media input from women who would upload images in Hoodrich. And we just sort of took this fresh data and developed what we thought was the right offering and used, you know, in a testing arena to showcase that vibe. And the results today speak for themselves. You know, women's wear holds the solid, like second place rating within the business for unit sales and percentage share of total revenue. And this is something really relevant for us as a brand, learning how to evolve with the current times and listen to our customers. This is really key for us. And we really pride ourselves on it. But yeah, one of the other things that the pandemic threw up and after that time was Brexit. And that had just the most incredible impact on our business and things that I think I know a lot of other e-commerce brands in the UK struggled with. And we found extremely challenging to navigate. Suddenly we were like unable to move product easily within the EU. And that just provided us really sort of huge roadblocks that we had to overcome. The first thing we did was obviously sign up for IOS assistance and alleviate a proportion of duties and taxes for our EU customers. But Everyone knows this kind of only covers up items to value to the value of 150 euros. So we went away and we worked on a deeper and more comprehensive approach that evaluated the cost and the implementation of working with a cross-border commerce provider. And that would build a market proposition for us that we thought would allow us to compete in the international marketplaces and take that strong place. So we partnered with Globally. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah. That's achieved that for us. We've worked really hard to integrate with them now. That's happened just coming up to less than a month ago now. Mm -hmm. And the analysis is sort of still coming through for that. But we already know that offering products with duties and taxes and most of the time shipping included in the pricing just achieves us a much higher conversion rate and being able to shop in your local currency checking out using familiar payment wallets or localized merchant services 
undeniably allows us to fulfill every international customer's need. And we've taken a more aggressive approach, which allows us to support our global retail partners. But it also allows us to stand firm within our own Hoodrich exclusive ranges. And it just provides that sort of all important rise in our AOV. Yeah, so that's something we did that really supported the international growth that we saw from the pandemic. And we're now working sort of market by market using trend analysis to build campaign flows. And that directly reaches our international audiences and delivers them a quality shopping online experience that we're really proud of. And our expansion into markets such as Australia, the USA, Canada, Spain, Italy, Sweden, Romania, the Netherlands have been steeply increased in the last 12 to 18 months. And we just only want to be a part of that growth and be able to support that growth now with this proposition. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a great thing to be able to offer that more localized feeling experience for those customers in those in those other markets for sure but yeah brexit and the pandemic in the last few years has definitely it's definitely caused a lot of changes and a lot of um, pivoting for a lot of e-commerce brands out there so um, yeah that's really interesting yeah i think how you kind of how you roll with those changes in the world of e-commerce really does define who you are as a brand you really have to sort of assess the landscape as and when things are coming and look at the impact of how that's affecting your site, how it affects your customers. And if you can see immediately the impact that certain things are having on your customers, it's within your duty as a brand to adjust to that. And it's something that I took on quite personally and made that one of my goals to really achieve, certainly as a fallout from the pandemic, but also just learning how to give our customer a better experience, how to make their journey, you know, with as less friction as possible. That's something that I've taken on as quite a personal journey for me at Hoodrich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so important. And obviously the brands, the brands that do it will fare a lot better than, than the brands that don't for sure. And let's take it back a little bit. Could you tell us a little bit about the story of how the brand started and, and how it's evolved over time? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm sure Jay can do this one better than I can, but I will give it a go. Essentially, our story is sort of a blood, sweat and tears story. Jay Williams is our founder, who you mentioned earlier. He was just like a young kid growing up in Birmingham and was just sort of majorly impressed and influenced by American and UK streetwear and culture. And he would save up all his money just to buy the latest drops from brands that had like major street influence. But he always wanted to make something of his life and he wanted to do something big, something impressive, something powerful. And he started Hoodrich in 2014 with just a few hundred quid in his pocket, made some t-shirts, started selling them from the boot of his car to all of his friends and friends of friends. And his hustle grew and he promoted himself on Instagram and having just a few hundred followers, he kind of knew he had a good thing, but didn't really have the ability to grow the business to the next level without a bit of help. And I think at this point, he was approached by Foot Asylum not long after that. And his designs caught the attention of the buyers there. And from then on, it was just a matter of trying to upscale the production to cope with the demand. I think at this point was when he met our other two company directors later in, I think, 2016. And from there, they together, they built the brand up to where it is today. They started by going into FA to Foot Asylum, I think in about 10 stores. And that eventually grew to 40 stores by the end of 2017. 
And then in 2018, the JD buyers caught wind of the inroads that they were making in Foot Asylum. And they approached them to make a small capsule collection that would just go into sort of, I think it was 25 UK JD stores. And fast forward to today, the demand for Hoodrich has seen that expansion reach approximately 300 stores worldwide. And it just continues to grow and grow. It's really a story of sacrifice, hard work, dedication, passion. All the startups have all those ingredients, you know, I'm sure. But that really is essentially, it's a really honest and incredible story. Yeah, definitely one that has seen all of that hard work and everything go into it and also been, I guess, paid off with the the meteoric rise and success of the brand over the last few years. I mean, to be in those types of stores after just a couple of years, you know, two or three years is remarkable. And then obviously where you're at kind of nine years later as well is is really, really impressive. So yeah, and obviously having a really strong brand is a big part of that. Building building a strong brand identity is crucial for any business. And um, so how has Hoodrich worked towards establishing and evolving its brand identity? Can you tell us about the recent internal brand awareness day and how it's influenced your marketing approach? Yeah, absolutely. Well, being a company that's grown at such a fast pace in the last 24 months, we felt that it was the perfect time to identify to all the new and the old Hoodrich staff exactly who we are, what we stand for, how we want our brand to develop. So we decided to run a brand awareness day to bring everyone together from both our offices, as well as our external retail sales teams. And we recently ran a day's workshop at our HQ offices in Birmingham. And we had speeches from Jay and the directors about the beginnings of the business, you know, because a lot of our new starters don't even know those stories. They don't know Jay. They don't know how he started the brand. Those are the things that it's actually really essential that people understand the beginnings of the business, particularly with a story like ours. And we did team exercises that we saw us brainstorming what our values are, what we felt our visions and goals should be. And it brought up some really interesting conversations and just really helped everybody to be a part of a united conversation on Hoodrich as a brand and all importantly, as a lifestyle brand in general. We listened to marketing teams who presented like a full presentation on the impact of brand awareness campaigns as opposed to straightforward sales campaigns and why we should only end at a sales conversion asset at the very end of our final journeys. Because this way, the newly converted customer is brought into the brand based on sort of culture, design, ethos, brand ambassadors, street associations, influencers. And then finally, you get the conversion to the sale with your product information on the asset. But first and foremost, we wanted to give the story our passion is always storytelling. And I think we feel this is an integral part of our DNA. I think that's what the marketing team was sort of trying to help everybody to understand how we tell stories at Hoodrich, how we tell our story. So that was really cool. And then we sort of had design and creative teams who presented and led us through the upcoming trends and color palettes and appliques and techniques and new fabrics and styles and shapes and how that fits with the style of Hoodrich for both our men's and women's ranges. I mean, the enthusiasm was just amazing that day. 
the room was just buzzing and everyone came away from that day feeling sort of deeply rooted in story placement value and after the brainstorming the values that we kind of settled on were respect real and ambition and i guess these values define who we are like what we are to each other what we strive to be what we strive with to be able to get to where we want to go we're just a real brand with a real story i think we have the ambition to take it to the next level and i think we do it with respect for each other in our teams and also with respect for the journey so far wow well, there's such a clearly such a huge amount of value in you know getting everybody together for the day to kind of go through all of those things and you know work on the values all, all together and really kind of align everyone it, i think it's yeah it, it obviously kind of sets the tone and the the future direction and the path of the company as well if everyone's on the same track it's going to be a lot easier to kind of get there together so um yeah, yeah. it sounds it sounds amazing i think that's exactly it i think you just allow people to all join in the journey and understand the history but also to sort of if everybody feels aligned on the same page like you said you get to the stage where everybody's creating with the same vision everyone's driving for the same goal everyone has the same desires for the same outcomes, not just for themselves, but for their teams, for the brand. The passion for the brand is something I think that if you work at Hoodrich, it's something we take quite seriously. We all take it to heart. And I think that's something really cool about working at Hoodrich. You get to be able to have that feeling. You go home knowing that you work in a place and belong in a place where everybody feels the same way about the brand and everybody wants the brand to succeed. And I think the brand day sort of cemented that really well mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely empowering isn't it for team yeah. members who can then take uh, you know their feeling and their knowledge of the brand and kind of know how to run with it if they need to to make sure you know to knowing that they're going in the right direction with it so just switching gears a little bit i wanted to talk about fraud so <laughs> fraud is obviously a concern for many businesses including hoodrich could you shed some light on the challenges that you've faced in terms of fraud prevention and what measures you've taken to tackle fraud and protect the brand and customers? I mean, one of my favorite topics. <laughs> yeah, it's everyone's favorite topic. Everyone's favorite topic. Yeah, listen, when we when I started at Hoodrich, there was quite a spike in fraud, which is something I wasn't used to in the brands where I'd worked before. It was a completely new arena for me. Being a streetwear brand in the UK, we obviously attract a fair amount of interest from various demographics for good and bad reasons, but particularly that of fraudsters. And we spent a long time in the past with previous fraud prevention providers, but we felt consistently we were like falling behind the mark with the number of chargebacks we incurred and the level of admin that it entailed, particularly for me as well. So after a, a quite a period where we went out to tender, we partnered with No Fraud in early 2022. And they were so amazing. We switched on their AI technology and saw a considerable change in the patterns and the trends of the fraudsters, particularly where we'd been subject of highly intelligent international fraud rings in the past. Our chargeback rates fell dramatically within the first quarter of integration and continue to be monitored really closely with their intelligent AI systems. Fast forward to today, we integrated with Globally, as I mentioned previously, 
And globally, also use Forta, which is another provider, as part of their full spectrum of services for international orders. And so we keep no fraud as our UK protection and Forta monitor our international sales. But another thing that we did was we hired an external company called Redpoints. I don't know if you know of them. And they sort of scour websites, social media, marketplaces, and they look for gray market stocks and fakes and fraudulent sites, as well as copyright infringement. And I think that because Hoodrich is such a powerful and impactful name, everybody wants to be a part of that coming from something so hard and difficult and making it up through the ranks and whichever demographic you find yourself in, Hood Rich is such an impactful name. Everyone wants to understand or wants to be a part of that. And it's such a strong marketing power and potential that it's obvious why people want to capitalize on it. So we've had to work really hard to enforce copyright infringement and fraud issues within the brand. Mm-hmm. Succeeding very well, may I add. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear it. Well, yeah, it's not a glamorous subject, is it? But it is one that affects so many e-commerce brands and is a challenge yeah, every day uh, for brands. So yeah, lots of good tips in there and yeah, advice that people can, can take away and hopefully implement for themselves to help in their own businesses. Cool. So final one from me, just to wrap it up. Can you talk about any upcoming projects or initiatives that you're working on at Hoodrich at the moment? I mean, I could, but I'd have to kill you. Well, I'm joking, of course, but the most I can say for now is to watch this space. We are at a particular junction of growth and it's extremely exciting for us. And our e-commerce site is about to see a big shift in terms of our exclusive offerings and a return to our roots and a big shift in how we market and who we market to. I think the world of UK streetwear will see Hoodrich claim a big footholding in the next few quarters. And I think we feel especially proud of that with innovation and originality and brilliance. And it's just one that leads us up nicely to our 10-year anniversary, which is coming up next year. And that will definitely be something where you'll want to watch this space. Oh, I definitely will be. It uh, sounds like it's, it's a, uh, an exciting time at Hoodrich. So um, yeah, I will be keeping a close eye, definitely. Natalie, thank you so much for coming on to D2C Journey. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, James. Thank you very much. And big thanks to all of our listeners. I'm James Lane and I'll see you next time.